Friedhoff's Café. Graham Todd bit into his cinnamon bun. This was so exciting. This was where Kurt Volunter came to get his pastries and cups of coffee, a place to give him sustenance when faced with yet another baffling, usually gruesome case. All right, he was a fictional character. Graham knew that. But Henning Munkle must have come here himself so he could situate his famous detective in real places. From his table, Todd surveyed the overcast early October scene through the large picture window. This was his first visit to the country, and Easterd was living up to all his expectations of a Swedish town. The first thing he'd done after leaving his train, hurrying along the seemingly endless platform and plunging into the bustling square, was to get a Volander trail leaflet from the tourist information office. The tall blonde girl at the desk had smiled pleasantly, obviously used to the sparkling enthusiasm. He had followed the route religiously, only deviating once to take a quick look at the port, where an impressive multi-decked ferry was about to leave for Poland. Todd was in heaven. As he made his way to Volander's flat in Maria Garten, he soaked up the atmosphere like salt on spilt red wine. The town's quaint and colourful cottages nestled happily alongside modern structures, the latter not detracting from the pleasing aesthetics. Many of the streets were cobbled and had narrow pavements, and in some of the shop doorways candles spluttered, brightening the gloom. Though not much interested in architecture, Todd couldn't help but admire the Gothic Hansa Santa Maria Schirka, where Kurt had married Mona, and the neoclassical theatre with its pale yellow columns and dark maroon panels and pediments. But the highlight of the tour had to be the elegant Hotel Continental, where Valander had gone when he had occasion to celebrate. The patient receptionist, used to the constant procession of Valander addicts wandering into the foyer, had been more than happy to take his photograph, while giving him a potted history of the hotel, apparently one of Sweden's oldest, opened in 1829. Moreover, she didn't even show any outward disappointment when he failed to go into the restaurant, leaving after his coffee. She simply inhaled slowly and promised herself yet again that she must get round to reading one of the bloody books. It was the real, recognisable locations that fascinated Todd about the Volander stories. He remembered his wife, Jennifer, dragging him off for a holiday in Dorset once to follow Thomas Hardy's novels. He'd never really liked Hardy. Terse of the D'Urbervilles had been enough for him— too much fatalism, yet visiting the locations which Hardy had used had inspired him to read more. Now he was experiencing Kurt Volander's world, possibly not on the same plane as Hardy's, he had to admit, but he was comfortable with it. Todd took a sip of his coffee. He winced slightly. It was strong. The coffee at the hotel, too, had been more robust than he was used to at home. Maybe it was a Swedish thing. The bun was tasty. He wiped away a crumb from his lip. He wasn't really that hungry, even though this was the first food he had had since an early breakfast that morning. The excitement of going round the Volander sites had banished the nervousness he now felt. It wouldn't be long now. He wasn't sure how it was going to play out. The main reason he was sitting in this little café in a small town in the south of Sweden was the result of his own Volander-like investigations— he had dug for information just as diligently as any detective. It had produced a cast of characters, involved interviewing many of them, 
and had eventually led to the person he was after. What had pleased him most was that he had succeeded where others, with infinitely superior resources, had failed. He couldn't help a smug smile. He toyed with the remains of his bun. He realized he couldn't finish it. In the next hour, he would meet someone who was going to change his life. All the skills he had learned over the years.